And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. We have returned with our Greenlight Review of today. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we are going to lay out in lavender the new comedy, (laughs) Confessions of a Shopaholic. It's directed by P.J. Hogan, and it stars Isla Fisher, along with people like Hugh Dancy, Kristen Ritter, Joan Cusack, John Goodman, John Lithgow, Kristen Scott Thomas, Leslie Bibb, and Julie Haggerty. Even with all those names, there is one star in this picture, Isla Fisher. Ladies and gentlemen, a star is born. <laughs> and i got to tell you something about Isla Fisher. I have now seen her in four films. Uh-huh. Of course, Wedding Crasher, she played opposite Vince Vaughn. She's hysterical. A very interesting small film called The Lookout. Mm-hmm. Definitely Maybe, which she was one of three women. I loved her in that. And now, Confessions of a Shopaholic. This woman is sensational. She is. She's the Lucille Ball of her generation, and I cannot think of another actress with her comic timing. She is really superb. I was absolutely blown away by this particular performance. She's superb. She is very, very intense. And adorable. Yes, she's very (laughs) cute. She plays Rebecca Bloomwood. Rebecca is a recent college grad. She desperately wants to get a job writing for a fashion magazine but she can't seem to get in, so she takes a job working for the same company as a financial journalist for another magazine. Mm -hmm. And, of course, she now lives in New York because she has a shopping addiction. She does. She has a problem, as we say. She does have a very big problem. She's about $25,000 in debt, I think. Right. And she's maxed out all of her credit cards, and she has more clothes than anybody would ever want or need. And she is incapable of walking down the street Mm -hmm. and passing a store without going in and buying something. And the more expensive it is, the more she buys. One of my problems with this film, Anne, is Mm -hmm. that an awful lot of the clothes that Isla Fisher wears in this film look horrible. Well, Patricia Field, who is the stylist and is known for her work on Sex and the City, did the work on this film. And I think she wants Rebecca to be very cutting edge. And that's the kind of clothes that those girls wear. They're not coordinated in the way that we would normally put together an outfit. But they're a lot of fun. And it shows that she can wear five or six big time labels all at the same time. And I think that's another part of it. Well, that is a part of it. She falls very much in love with her boss, Luke Brandon, played by Hugh Dancy. And we don't find out, and she doesn't find out until late in the film, that he is ridiculously, obscenely wealthy. Right. But he dresses a little schlubby. Yes, he does. (laughs) And she takes him to task for that. (laughs) Yes. She's always telling him he should never wear that tie with that shirt and he should never wear such and such a color. And first it makes him crazy. Then, of course, he finds himself more and more attracted to her, despite the fact that he is dating a very long-legged, sexy young woman named Leslie Bibb. Well, I think the great part about this movie, and one of the most interesting plot lines here, is that Rebecca gets a job as a financial problem solver. And in reality, she's the one who has more problems than anybody that she would be giving advice to. So there's a lot of satire in this film, and I think it really works. I think the targets are right on the money, no pun intended. Yes. And I think it's a very very good concept 
that Rebecca finally gets her comeuppance. She learns a lesson by the end of the film. And I think this movie was very funny and it was very slickly directed. And I think, again, it's a good movie because it deals with a contemporary problem. It deals with a contemporary problem. But as I said earlier, it could have been made in 1936. It has that kind of wacky, farcical lift to it. Mm -hmm. I did have a couple of problems with it besides the fashions. I don't feel that there was any romantic chemistry at all between Hugh Dancy and Isla Fisher. I didn't think the movie was about the romance so much between these two. I think it was more about Isla Fisher's being attracted to merchandise. And I think that was really the through line of the picture. So I didn't have a problem with the two of them. I thought they were just dandy together. This picture is simply fun. Now, we also know that there are a lot of women out there who max out their cards and they do have a problem. But in this movie, Rebecca does learn a very valuable lesson. And they do it because she ends up going to a recovery group, Shoppers Anonymous, <laughs> which is a real spoof of all 12-step programs. You know, I just think the movie takes some very good swipes at female shoppers and these recovery groups and magazine publishers and editors who take themselves a little bit too seriously. I'll tell you how I feel about this picture. This is very, very definitely, if we must call it this, I always hate using this term, but here we are again. It is another chick flick. Yeah. It didn't touch me quite the way it touched everybody else. I tried to keep an open mind, but I didn't quite make it. So although I enjoyed this very much, and once again, let me repeat that I loved Isla Fisher. I think she is going to be a huge, huge star over the next 20 or 30 years. Well, I'm glad you liked most of the movie, Les. Look, I think this movie really worked, and I loved the way that Rebecca finally understood what was truly important to her, that she was not defined by credit cards and purchases, but she is rather defined by her family and friends. And her new romance with the character played by Hugh Dancy. I think it's a beguiling and bewitching movie with Isla Fisher, who alone is worth the price of the ticket, or as I said to the ticket seller, I'll charge it. So <laughs> this one gets a green light from me. Confessions of a Shopaholic, I loved it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I liked some of it very, very much. I'm not giving it a green light, but I'm giving oh. it a very, very, very strong yellow light, yellow kind of turning green, mm -hmm. but especially to all the women listening. You ought to go see this film. You're really going to have a good time with it. Good. I'm glad you're recommending it, at least. Absolutely. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. 
You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.